Arizona Sports. Sports. The local sports leader. leader. Burns and Gambo. The 4 o'clock reset. Brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing. Proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals. 4 o'clock reset. And away we go. The show is flying by. We're already at 4 o'clock here on Burns and Gambo's. We're live from Footprint Center. The first week of 2023 is in the books. Almost on. Our coverage here from Footprint Center is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The final Football Friday, the Cardinals 2022-23 season. Here's what we know about Sunday's matchup against the 49ers. According to head coach Cliff Kingsbury, James Conner is out. In fact, we just got the injury report a moment ago. Are you comfortable? Can I get you a cocktail? Are you okay? Because this might take a while for me to read this. It's a long one? Here are the players who are out for the game. I'll take a nap. (laughs) Zach Allen, Robbie Anderson. I'll go in the jacuzzi. Zavin Collins, James Conner. Antonio Hamilton, DeAndre Hopkins, Colt McCoy, Marco Wilson. Mm. All, All out. out. All out. Good. None of them are playing. <laughs> Good. Like I said, this is the week to just, you know. This is the week to do it. Andy Lee, you want to play some wide receiver today? Mm-hmm. Matt Prater at running back, you know. Equal equal opportunity. One of the reporters who covers the Cardinals, by the way, did send out some video of it looked like JJ Watt getting some handoffs at running handoffs. At running oh, yeah, from practice. This, I, I've been saying that all week. Well, he's got three touchdowns as a defensive. So he's got three touchdowns in the NFL. Get him out there, throw him a football. Hand, hand him the ball at the goal line. Get him a touchdown in his last game. Yeah. Meanwhile, if you're looking at the injury report, Adam Schefter just tweeted out that 49ers wide receiver Debo Sam. Samuel is off the injury report and is expected to return Sunday against the Cardinals. So try to get him some reps. Yeah, get some reps. We had Adam Copeland on earlier from KNBR. He's a talk show host in the Bay Area. He thinks that, yeah, the 49ers will probably, if they've got guys with bumps and bruises, they'll keep an eye on the snap count. But the Brock Purdy, I think he's going to play because he needs the reps. He's still a young kid who hasn't had a lot of reps in the NFL, and he might play a bunch. The The Cardinals are obviously big underdogs in this game, and of course, we're all kind of keeping an eye on the Cardinals losing this game to maintain or maybe even improve their draft position. As far as Cliff Kingsbury, he was asked today if he thinks that he's going to return next year as coach of this team. You um, we'll focus on that after Sunday, but um, like I said, all our talk has been nothing but how do we win this game. Needless to say, Sunday night, Monday morning, we'll all be paying very close attention to see what the Cardinals do. That's going to be the day we would find out. Sure, sure. To, to walk away from Cliff, again, you're going to walk away from four years as an option year that was in Cliff's contract as well. Rough estimate, right around $7.5 million a year, but you would walk away from the remaining four years on that contract, which are guaranteed. We also mentioned J.J. Watt. He held a press conference today as well, and he talked about the emotions of retiring. He was also asked today if he sees himself being a coach in this league. If there's a role where you can coach but not do any of the other bull- yeah. Sign me up. And they pay you a lot? That'd be great. That'd be all, I don't, wherever that job is, I'll take it. Um, but the, I love the act of coaching at practice. Like, I love teaching and coaching. I love putting on the film of practice and saying, hey, I think this is what we can do. I don't want to break down film. I don't want to be at the combine. I don't want to be uh, up in the office until 11 p.m. game planning. So, no, I don't, I don't think I'll do any of that. But will I stop by practices and tell guys how I think they can be better? Absolutely. Um, will I maybe coach high school someday? Because I think it's an extremely impactful position where you can truly 
um, help impact kids' lives. Yeah, I think I think I could see that someday. But NFL and college, you're not going to catch me out there. Love the honesty. Love it. What about what about a cozy TV job? Work once a week, get a lot of money. What are you, you in for that, JJ? Yeah, I would think. I think that's where he's going to end up. I think he's perfect, perfect, perfect for that. But we'll see. Uh, Cardinals, Niners, that is a 225 kickoff. You'll hear it on the Arizona Sports app and here on 98.7. We're live from Footprint Center in downtown Phoenix. As I mentioned, Suns hosting the Miami Heat tonight. Still no Devin Booker. Obviously still no Cam Johnson and now no campaign. He re-aggravated the foot injury against the Heat team coming off a disappointing loss the other night to the L.A. Lakers with no LeBron and no AD. But a team that still has won eight of their last 12 and still obviously has a lot of talent on that roster. their main lineup has only played together for 14 games this year. So there's a thought that once they get settled in, they'll start playing better basketball. But that main lineup, you know, with Kyle Lowry in the rotation, that they have they have not had a lot of time together. But they should start that game tonight. A lot of talk about DeAndre Eaton. We talked about him at great length yesterday. Today on the Bill Simmons podcast, Rob Mahoney, NBA insider for The Ringer, said the whole league is noticing how disappointing this season has been for DeAndre. This has been a really dispiriting season of watching DeAndre. Aiden play basketball, to be totally honest with you. And that's the, the problem with that is exactly what you outlined. Like, everyone in the league knows it. These teams are playing against him. They're seeing him kind of float through some games, like not really assert himself, like have opportunities where he could be dominant but just doesn't. Everyone in the league is clocking the same things with, about DeAndre Aiden that we are, and those teams are not going to give you tons of stuff in a trade for him. That's, that's exactly what we were afraid of when sure. we talked about it yesterday. <laughs> you know, listen, it was, it was always the damned if you do, damn if you don't. If he plays really well, you're not going to want to trade him. If he doesn't play poorly, nobody's going to want to pay him $30 million over the next you know, three three years after this year. So you're in a tough spot. you got to hope for the best and hope that he becomes a better player. He had that 18-rebound game the other day, and he was fantastic. Uh, but can he be can he be more consistent, especially? Uh, I just want to see him dominate defensively. The offensive part of the game, if it happens, it happens. But he's got to be great on the boards, and he's got to block more shots. Right, let's run through the National Football League and start with the most important news of them all. DeMar Hamlin addressed the Buffalo Bills this morning this via is, FaceTime. This is great. Uh, according to the doctors at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, DeMar's breathing tube was removed overnight. His neurologic function remains intact. He has been able to talk to his family and his team of doctors and nurses. He addressed the team briefly this morning via FaceTime, and that obviously gave that organization a big, big lift. Definitely a turning point in, in his care. Absolutely a turning point, and uh, yeah, I'm sure that gave him a, le- uh, a lift. It's uh, it's just great to see the last few days. You've gotten positive news after positive news. And you really feel like there's a great chance he's going to have a good recovery. All right, we're going into Week 18 of the NFL season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of teams with a lot to play for, and of course, the decision was made final today by a vote of the owners that they will implement these interesting new tie-breaking procedures and neutral site games. But if and only if. Kansas City gets the number one seed in the AFC, and they play the Bills at some point in the AFC Championship. If that happens, that game will be played at a yet-to-be-determined neutral site. Maybe inside, maybe outside, they don't know. I don't like it for the fans of Buffalo and Kansas City, but it is what it is. I mean, this is the decision they made. We'll move on. And then the potential that Cincinnati and Baltimore could come down to a battle of rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) That will be a lot of fun. You know, best of three. Rock, paper, scissors to decide who would have 
home field advantage between Baltimore and Cincinnati. According to the reports, it's actually a coin flip, but I do appreciate the... You read a coin flip? I read a coin flip. Yes, it'll be a coin flip. You, I read you read rock, was, paper, scissors, I I read best of three? A best of three uh-huh. rock, paper, scissors. Uh, Cincinnati's a little upset by it because they have no chance now of getting the number one seat. They had a shot at it. And Zach Taylor actually came out and said today, look, I, I, the rule book says win percentage. I don't know why we're not just going with the rule book here and why we're coming up with these rules on the fly because by doing this, it deprives the Bengals of any opportunity to get the number one seat in the AFC. They now can't. And they're a little pissed about that in Cincinnati. And Cincinnati... Would, uh, if they play Kansas City or Buffalo, is going to have to go play Kansas City or Buffalo in Kansas City, right? Yeah. I mean, they don't get well, the neutral no, if it's... There is one neutral site possibility for Cincinnati, I read as well. I don't remember exactly how it could play out, but there is a way, because Cincinnati can't get the number one seed, that I think if they play the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, That would be neutral site, That would too. be neutral site, okay. too. Uh, that would right, be I neutral thought it was just Buffalo, yeah, Kansas no, City. No, it's Cincinnati, too, for that one specific instance. All right, other NFL news, quickly. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts trending to make his return from a shoulder injury this week. They, oh, they play the Giants. Win. They got to win. Win and they get the top seed. According to reports, the Giants are looking at resting some guys in that game. They're locked in at number six. Especially Saquon Barkley. Yeah. The Dolphins are going to start rookie quarterback Skylar Thompson against the Jets. The Dolphins have to win that game in order to get into the postseason. They lose and there's really no path for them to get into no, the postseason. No. I, I'm, I'm rooting for the Steelers. I'm rooting for Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. Let them get in to get that last yeah, spot. I would yeah. love to see them do that. Yeah. Uh, in hockey, the Coyotes continue their road trip tonight with a stop in Chicago. They take on the Blackhawks at 6.30. And both U of A and ASU men's basketball won last night for U of A, a team that had lost three straight, or against a team that had lost three straight double-digit games. That was a tight contest against the Washington Huskies. It was. Huskies I mean, they, they needed uh, a big three-pointer by Kirk Creesa with about three and a half left. That put them up 63-56, and then they needed another three-pointer by Boswell. The uh, the young kid, Boswell, hit a huge three for them because Ramey wasn't playing very well. But 28 straight wins at McHale, 14-1 overall, 3-1 and in Pac-12 play. So they get that win at home. It was a hard fourth, and it went down. Like, they were down most of the game. Balo played well, and Tabellas played well. And those guys always play well, but they really, they really had the battle to win that one because that, that came right down to the right down to the wire. And in all honesty, I did mean to start with ASU's win over Washington State last night, 77-71. It ends a two-game losing streak for the Sun Devils. It improves them to 12-3 and overall, 3-1 and in the Pac-12. Uh, ASU allowed over 70 points for just the third time this year. The Kook shot about 43% from the floor, made 11 three-pointers. So it wasn't quite the defensive effort that we're yeah. used to seeing at a Bobby Hurley Sun Devil team this year. But certainly good enough for, the, for them for them to end that losing streak. Good first half. Cambridge and DJ Horn played well in the first half. ASU put up 42. That is our 4 o'clock reset. That is everything going on in sports.